Hi, I'm Ben Thompson, Doctor of Audiology. This is a podcast to help you with tinnitus, hearing loss, or hearing aid technology. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Thompson. Welcome to episode 29 of my podcast, where we have Esther, who is a patient of mine. We met each other about six months ago. Esther, please introduce yourself and how you found me. My name is Esther Gonzalez, and I'm from Miami, Florida. And I found Dr. Ben after having received my second uh, vaccine of COVID and developed my tinnitus. I did a search on YouTube on tinnitus and you were the first person that came up. And talk to us through where you are now compared to when you started. Walk us through just big picture. What did you experience over the last six months or so? Well, my beginning was very rough. Um, As soon as I developed the tinnitus, I immediately ran to the emergency room and plenty of doctors told the same story by everyone that this was not treatable, that I had to learn to live with it. I went through medication, Xanax, so that I could sleep at night, panic attacks, fear of losing my job, went on a a family medical leave act at my job so that my job could be protected because I was sure I was gonna lose my job. And I went from that extreme to complete silence on certain days, I don't hear my tinnitus. Now explain to us more about what you did, really, how did you get there and some context now that we know, okay, you went from loud obtrusive tinnitus that sent you to the various doctors, you are taking prescription drugs to help sleep around the tinnitus. You were also going through some other things. Tell us now, given that we know it got so much better, everyone wants to know, okay, Esther, that's great. We're happy for you. What, what did you do? What did you take seriously and what were the challenges through that process? How long did it take? Can you give us some details on that? Well, sure. The first thing I did is I started listening to basically every single video you had out there on YouTube. And um, I did become aware that I was doing a lot of things like hyper-focusing. I spent all day just keeping my mind on the volume of my tinnitus. And I started listening to your suggestions, you know. Try to focus on something other than the tinnitus, a healthy lifestyle. I started walking in the evenings because I couldn't sleep, so I would walk. And that made my sleeping, it took it from one level to the next. I cut down on my sodium. I bought the sound machine that you recommended. That was the first thing I did. I kept that around my work area since I work from home, and that helped me to be able to focus on my job. The meditation, your videos on meditation, I took those very seriously. The first video you ever made, I would listen to that night after night, day after day. Every time I would start to go into panic mode, I would just put the video on. Sometimes I would wake up two, three times a night where I couldn't sleep. Um, And then the noise would become louder and louder and I would focus on the meditation videos. All those things uh, put together, I think really, really helped me. And I'm at a point now where there are times it's just complete silence. Had you ever tried meditation before? And how was your overall health and wellness before you developed the tinnitus? I didn't have any conditions. I'm rather a healthy person aside of a thyroid issue that I've had since I was 21. 
meditation, I had never even considered it. Out of desperation, really, is when I started listening to your meditation videos. And I said, let me give it a try. I have nothing to lose. And it really, really helped me relax, unwind, and get myself under control under those stressful moments that I had where I, I thought that, that the tinnitus was just taking over my life. And Esther, I think it really helped me. Good. Esther, we have a, a video recording that we took about seven weeks after you first developed the tinnitus. And we're going to play that right now. Before we do, how were those first seven weeks for you? Oh, the first uh, few weeks were really a nightmare. Like I said, I was I went to even to the emergency room because I, I was just out of control. I didn't know how I was going to be able to, to keep my job and keep functioning with this condition. So it was a nightmare. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear that you went through that. No one should have to go through it, but some of us develop tinnitus and, and we have to persist through it. So let's play the video clip to get a sense of where you were about two months after and how much better you had felt at that point. Hey, my name is Esther Gonzalez and I developed tinnitus on April 7th after receiving my second COVID uh, vaccine. I was in a very dark place. I could not ever imagine that I would have another moment of silence after having experienced these awful noises for the first time in my life, just waking up with these noises was a shock to my system. I uh, luckily found my guardian angel on YouTube, uh, which is Dr. Ben. And um, I started listening to the videos and it was just one video after the other, one video after the other. We had our first meeting. I took your recommendations for sound therapy. I took it all very seriously, ordered my machine, did my exercises. Then another miracle happened, came across your meditation videos, went hard at them. Then I had a little setback. I had surgery. As a result of the surgery, I had some uh, post-operative uh, inconveniences, I should say, that resulted in you know poor breathing and and a lot of issues and I had to stop uh, my exercising and my tinnitus got a little bit louder. However, even with all this going on, I am conscious now and I'm very aware that I can change my tinnitus. I can change the level, the intensity. I can, um, like you said, it's not just living with it, it's being able to modify it to have some control over it where I've had moments of silence that I never thought I would ever experience, you know, up until I came across your videos and, and started doing everything you suggested. I was asking myself, how am I going to live with this? How am I going to work? How am I going to find joy in life with this pitch this high pitch screaming at me all day long 24 7 and it's just now a recognition that it's doable if you work at it you can manage it you can't still have a good life 
you know, you can have those moments of silence and of joy. And even though right now I'm going through a period where my tinnitus is high because of my post-operative condition, I still have that awareness. I have experienced it. I know it's there and I know I can get it back. And thank you so much because if it weren't for you, I really don't know where at emotionally, mentally, or physically I would be right now. Thank you, Esther. And the managing the anxiety part of this for you was a big factor, right? Absolutely. The anxiety. I was on Xanax uh, to be able to sleep. Uh, the anxiety would get so bad, I would think that I was going to have panic attacks. And that's when I would start, you know, wait, let's go back to the meditation, play that you know, day one meditation that I've been telling you, I just keep playing and playing over and I would play it over again. You know, I'd get out there at night and walk. I'd listen to my sound therapy and somehow Dr. Ben, it all comes together. I stuck with it and it just all started falling into place. I'm off the Xanax and, um, you know, things are looking brighter. Esther, tell us, more about how you're feeling now compared to when we took that video clip? Wow. It's a, it's completely a 360. I sleep well there. I don't uh, focus on my tinnitus at all. Uh, there have been days when it's a little bit louder. I notice that it does tend to get a little loud if I don't sleep well. However, it's not intrusive. I just choose not to pay attention to it. And it, it's, completely a different uh, mentality, completely different life, because I didn't even want to go out before. And now I'm just back to my normal self. I have a note, a few notes from us meeting. You said that at the time that we last spoke, you said 99% of the time, you're not aware that you have tinnitus anymore. Is that still true? That is correct. That is correct. Like this week, I have been aware of my tinnitus because I have had poor sleep due to other circumstances and going on in my home. But, uh, and I've noticed it's been loud, but it doesn't bother me. I'm able to hear it for a moment and then just let it go. And when we first met, do I have permission to share the levels you were reporting of your tinnitus here on the yes, podcast? Okay. Certainly. When we first met, you said that 90% of the time you were aware of your tinnitus. That means hearing it or thinking about it 90% of the time. And then 50% of the time you were annoyed by it. You said that the loudness was four out of 10 on good days and it was seven out of 10 on bad days. Now tell us where you're at, where are you now? Now I'm not aware of it 99% of the time. And when I am aware of it, it's maybe like, it's been maybe a five out of a 10 this some days this week. But other than that, it's mostly silent. It's great progress. And we have to mention for anyone watching or listening that every person individual's case is different. We're not making this video to create the expectation or the idea that every person can or will reduce their tinnitus to, to that level so quickly because most people don't, quite frankly, but it is possible. And Esther, your case shows us the power of the brain and following these fundamentals that you followed and how they can accelerate this process of the brain's ability to reduce the perception of tinnitus and at times also make it much softer. 
So what are your thoughts on this for someone? What's your message, right? And this, this might not happen for everyone, but what is your message? Exactly. I understand that this might not happen for everyone, but if I can just get the message across that it's important to not give it any power, to not give it fuel with our thoughts. You know, once we're hypervigilant and we spend our days focusing on it and the volume and it, its presence, we give it a lot of power and it becomes a monster. I was able to learn to listen to it and not be intimidated by the sound of it. I did not allow it to produce fear in me. And I noticed that that helped me tremendously. At the beginning, I would feel a lot of fear when I was becoming aware of the noise and the level getting louder. I learned to be in control and say, I'm the boss here. And I think that helped a lot, just knowing that you're the boss. You allow what comes in and what goes out. How did you approach tinnitus spikes? A spike being a period of time, whether that's hours or days when the tinnitus gets much louder, can send us into this fight or flight anxiety loop. How did you approach that during those hard spikes? I would find things to do. Go for a walk. Going for a walk, it's, it's wonderful therapy. You begin to focus on other things other than yourself, calling friends on the phone, even playing games. I would go on my phone and play games. Doing something other than just sitting there thinking and monitoring uh, my misery. Being out, I think it's a wonderful thing. I would just go for long walks and that helped me tremendously. I highly recommend that. Good. So it's been about six months and you've improved a lot. And we're sharing this story as a positive success story with tinnitus. How much of your improvement would you say was based in the technology you used versus the psychology principles that you followed versus the holistic side of the walking, the meditation, the nutrition, the eating? I think it's a combination of all of them. For me, I don't think there was one that I could say, you know, this did it alone. It was a combination of all of them. It was a combination of, you know, having my sound therapy machine on, um, the meditation, getting out there and going for a walk, listening to your videos and taking them seriously and, and doing what you, the things you recommended, you know, if you said, you know, don't hyper-focus, I would try to not hyper-focus, you know, it was a combination of all these things. I think I was willing to, to try them all. And I think that's what really did it in my case for me. Thank you. And the first few weeks, the first month or so, when you were dealing this, especially before you found the right kind of resources, what was the messaging that you were getting from the medical community or from the internet? It was very sad. I was really disappointed that the professionals out there, the so-called professionals, the doctors, the ENTs, I mean, I was just being told you have to live with it. No other alternative. I remember when I went to the ENT, I, I literally shed a couple of tears and he just looked at me and said, you know, you'll be fine. It was like, that's not what I needed to hear at that moment. I was really given no hope at all. So from what I'm hearing that you needed hope and experiences of people who have gotten better, right? You needed to see it. So part of what we're doing here is showing the internet, showing the world that, okay, you are one person who has gotten better, significantly better from tinnitus in a relatively short period of time. Again, this is not for everyone. This is not to say this should happen for every person, everyone's brain, everyone's ears, everyone's own 
life is different. But if we can share this message to at least one person, then we're doing a good deed. Someone who might be in a similar position as you were that needed to hear it in order to help get better. How about going on the internet? What did you find initially of the messages that were online? And was that helping or hurting you? Well, to be honest, I really stuck to very uh, limited information on the internet. I remember I started hearing some cases that were just very dark and I just would not go there. So I stuck around with pure tinnitus, your messages, which were all positive and hopeful. And I, I focused on that. I didn't go venturing too much into other person's uh, experiences since I had come across a, a couple of cases that were just very gloomy. And I did not want to venture into those. <laughs> and do you have the sound therapy machine at home? Do you still use it? I have it. I have it at my home. And to be honest, I don't use it anymore. Okay. I used to use it for sleep and for work. And how is your ability to concentrate at work in the past week? And how is your sleep in the past week? The sleep hasn't been well because of um, circumstances that I have at home with my mom being ill. But uh, other than that, my work, I no longer need the sound therapy machine to be able to focus on my job. Good. I haven't been using it for months now. Good. And the approach we took with considering, okay, how are you going to use sound therapy? What kind of technology are you going to use? Walk us through your perspective because I can share my perspective, but you knew that there were various options, some technology that was very simple through your phone, other technology like the speaker that you ended up purchasing at, to keep around your house or devices on your ears, whether that's sound generators or hearing aids. Walk us through your perspective of how you ended up using sound therapy. Obviously it worked for you. So tell, tell us about that. Um, yes, well, for myself, I knew that my biggest uh, issue or problem was the concentration while I was working. So I wanted something external. I did not feel comfortable at that moment with like the ears, the, the buds or anything like that during the day so that I could just focus on my, my, my work. So that's how I came, you know, you suggested the machine, the sound therapy machine. And I said, that's the one for me. And I placed it here next to my work area and I kept it on during the day and also at night to sleep. And uh, I would listen to some music on my AirPods and your podcasts on at night through the ear pods. But um, those were the two things that, that I felt were good for me considering my needs, what I needed them for. We always want to take an individual approach and we certainly did with you. And typically the way I would approach sound therapy for cases similar to yours is, okay, your tinnitus started relatively recently. Let's use something simpler like a sound machine for a few months if you start to see positive momentum, positive changes to your tinnitus, then you'll probably be able to ride out with just a sound machine or bone conduction headphones. But if the tinnitus stays, that same loudness doesn't seem to be letting off, then we may want to look at something more long-term like devices on the ears, ear level sound generators, hearing aids program for tinnitus. So wanted to give some context there. Okay, you've shown a big change with your tinnitus. It was a pleasure to speak with you so far. I wanted to ask you, how did it go with the consideration of, should I seek a therapist? What kind of drugs are am I using to help manage my sleep? How did I communicate that with my doctor? 
when when did I know that I might want to stop using the drugs? Obviously, it's a very personal personal uh, consideration, but I think it a lot of people are going through a similar thing with their tinnitus. Did you have good support from your local doctor on that? Uh, yes. At the beginning, I immediately went to see my um, physician and I told her I'm not sleeping at night and I started using the Xanax. I knew I wanted something at the beginning to help me because I, it was getting to the point where I was having maybe three hours of sleep a night. So at that point, I determined the best course for me was to take something to help me because if not, I could not function at work the, the following day. I began taking the very, the very low dose of the Xanax, which allowed me to get some hours in and sleep. But I did notice that as soon as I started walking, the more I walked, the less I needed the Xanax. So I would arrive home tired, drained, exhausted. By the time I would, you know, nighttime would come, I would just fall asleep and I started weaning myself off. I would take it one day, yes, one day, no, until eventually I no longer needed to take. And I made that decision myself. I didn't consult with my doctor. I could tell that I was no longer needing it because the, the walking was really replacing the Sanex. I hear you. Well, for anyone listening, it is always recommended to consult doc a doctor who prescribed the medication when considering lowering the, the amount. And I'm glad that it worked out for you, Esther. Now, one thing that me and other professional colleagues, audiologists, psychologists are trying to figure out and make sense of is what happens for someone around the time of the vaccine and could that lead to tinnitus? And if it could, which it's certainly we can't argue with, you got the vaccine and around that same time you developed tinnitus. Now, we don't want to create this narrative that vaccines cause tinnitus because in the, in the majority of the population, that's not the case at all. And if we look at the big picture, only a small percentage of people are considering some relationship between the two. And tinnitus is a, a strange medical condition in the sense that it can be an indirect response to something else. For example, the vaccine gave me a fever and it made me sick. That sickness led to tinnitus. So indirectly, the vaccine may have been related to the tinnitus and it's hard for us to say that it was the cause quote unquote we don't want to put that narrative out there completely why is that because that can scare many people and make them fearful of the vaccine well what do we know about anxiety and fear those can make tinnitus worse themselves and if someone is so scared of getting the vaccine if they already have tinnitus then we don't want them to think that it's going to make it worse or put that message in their head. So obviously it's very sensitive, but for you, what did what what was your raw experience with it? Well, I had the vaccine on the fourth, I believe it was, my second vaccine, which was the Pfizer. And I woke up on the seventh with the tinnitus. So, you know, when I went to the emergency room, which was the first thing I did, that was the diagnosis that I was given. I just told them what had happened. I took the vaccine. I woke up today. This is, you know, and this is what I'm feeling. And the doctor, that was the diagnosis. He um, wrote down on the paper that it was tinnitus as a result of my second COVID vaccine. But I do understand that, you know, it's not necessarily maybe that's the case. It's tricky. It's, it's sensitive. Our main message here is that the vaccine is overall safe and there are cases where similar to yours, it's, it seems like that's the, that's the explanation. And 
overall, personally, I am pro vaccine for patients with tinnitus. I think the, the pros highly outweigh the risks and the benefits highly outweigh the, the cons. So I just want to make that clear for anyone listening. And also that sometimes people develop sudden tinnitus and they didn't take a vaccine. Well, what do you make sense of that? If Imagine if that just popped up in your life and you didn't have a vaccine, then the doctors would be scratching their heads and say, okay, well, that's sudden onset tinnitus. And, and we do see that. I see that a lot with patients. Suddenly tinnitus came. Sure, there may have been some things going on in life, whether that's stress, work, family, emotional things, physical stress, sleep troubles, anxieties, hearing loss, or I don't know, it felt like it was a normal week for me. So any of that can happen. You know, it shows the sensitivity of the symptom of tinnitus, right? Absolutely. And one thing I, I want to say is that I would take the vaccine all over again. I want to make that very clear. Uh, there's just no way I would go without it. Thank you for sharing that. So Esther, we're wrapping up this interview, this chat here, this podcast. What are your last messages for someone who may have been in your shoes five months ago, four months ago? My message uh, would be one of hope. I was there. I was desperate. I thought it was not going to happen for me. But I made the decision, a very personal decision, to take all the recommendations very seriously. And I did. And, and my message is take it seriously. Do your homework. Do the groundwork. And uh, make it happen. And don't hyper-focus on the uh, sound. If you could just concentrate on other things other than the sound. For me, it got better. And I think it could happen for a lot of people also. Thank you so much, Esther. We value you volunteering your time to help others. That's what we try to do. That's what doctors signed up to do. That is what healthcare should do. So we're doing our part. And again, thank you. Everyone who's listening, Make sure to check out the other episodes of this podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, signing off. Bye-bye. Hey, real quick, before you finish listening to this podcast, this is Dr. Ben Thompson speaking. I wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It means the world to me. I ask you for a quick favor. If you have two minutes, if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review and leave a comment, I read every comment. And it means the world to me if you're engaging and returning some love. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I'll see you again for the next episode. Bye.